Yes, you have bad days, your bad moments in life. Often people watching the suffering are asking questions about how can God allow this and is it fair and so forth. People going through the midst of suffering often ask very different questions. What questions do you ask when you see or experience suffering? Where do you look for hope to get through? I'm Richard Fox from Messages of Hope. Today, Celia and Noel join me to share some of our own experiences and thoughts about suffering. There is a hopeful side. Celia, that's your third cup of coffee. What's happened? You look like you've had a bad day. I have had one of those days where I slept in. Like normally I never sleep through my alarm, but I did. And then I got up and whacked, you know, when you whack your shin right on the door and oh, as I went me. into the bathroom and then I got in the car and I was stuck all the way down the hill coming down in a traffic jam and I just got stressed, you know, and it was just that, that feeling. And then I turned up to the wrong spot. <laughs> well, so I'm running late and yes. everything. It was just one of those days. It was yeah. just horrible. Welcome to planet Earth. Yeah. Yes. yes. Mm. No, they, bad things like that, they can happen to anyone, don't they, really? Um, yes, you have your bad days, your bad moments bad. in life. Some of it's trivial stuff. Um, True. Some of it's mm. more serious stuff, but everyone has a bad day. Mm. Sometimes we have more than a bad day. Mm. Bad weeks, bad months, people have bad years. Yeah. Didn't that happen to you, Noel? You had a pretty pretty horrible year. Oh, you're talking about my wife? Mm. Yeah. Well, that's a while back now, mm. but it did go on for some years. Mm. Um, mm. She was, I don't know if you know the story, Richard, she was diagnosed with breast cancer mm-hmm. and um, fairly quickly after giving, being given the all clear, uh, she was then diagnosed as terminally ill. Mm. So the gap between having been given the all clear to when she died was very quick in the end. But yeah, I wouldn't want to live through all those years in years all over again. Yeah. So what were some things that helped mm, you through those times? People being present helped, mm. but not always trying to explain, you know, just being present helped. Um, it reminds me of a story in the Bible on Job. Yeah. Um, and he was a, a man that went through some excruciating suffering. Yeah. And he had uh, a couple of his friends came along and with all good intentions and wanting to try and help. But through their conversations, they were just trying to explain what was actually going on to him. And why? And that he should change or do something he's done wrong. And from reading those stories, it didn't actually help. So it didn't help Job's situation. It actually made it worse. Yeah, that's what I'm kind of saying. Um, My wife, I've remarried, obviously. So my wife now has done advanced training in palliative medicine as a Mm. doctor. Uh, So caring for people who are terminally ill, caring for dying patients. And she would sometimes say in a training seminar Mm. to people, uh, don't just do something, sit there. (laughs) Uh, We think- So that whole reverse of (laughs) what we tell everybody. Yeah, Yeah. Um, it's very important just to be present, Mm. just to be able to sit with a person. And yes, sometimes to be able to do stuff practically, Mm. care for the children if they need that sort of Mm. care or do some practical stuff. But often it's just sitting with people and being available to them. I snapped my Achilles about four or five years ago now. And um, a lot of things I guess I learnt from that, but one of them was that the practical help was really important. And for me, I'm a bit of a control freak and don't like asking people mm. for help and that's just not my character. But the fact that I was 
completely, you know, bedridden, couldn't walk, couldn't do anything, I had to ask for help. And, you know, that was confronting initially, but probably also a bit humbling as well that, you know, and people were more than willing to, and for them to have something to do. I had meals brought to me, um, you know, people helped out with the kids, um, taking them everywhere and things like that. So that to me also showed a lot of things that, yes, you, you can accept help. People are great. And the other part of it was that life goes on. Mm. Life goes on even mm. though you're not controlling it, mm. even though you're not in the driver's seat, that the world goes on without you. And that, mm. for me, was a really important lesson, I guess. I know when I've gone through suffering times and I look back on them, they're often the times I've learned the most as mm. well about who I am and about how do, where do I go in life. Mm. Uh, it's not necessarily the good times or the best times, it's actually the suffering times mm. where I've learnt about you know, maybe humility or patience or uh, to rely on others. Um, mm. And so it's never really been, sometimes when I've gone through suffering, about why me? Normally that's been a question of someone from the outside yeah. kind of looking back and... Um, did, did you ever feel that, Noel, in your situation? Um, to be honest, no. No. Really? Um, I don't think either with my first wife's death and uh, I myself had a major cancer diagnosis a couple of years ago and um, I don't think in either case really the question arose. I suppose if anything the question, and it might sound a bit strange to put it this way, but the question is why not me? Mm -hmm. So how did you get to that point of why not me? Well, to, if it had just been stuck with the question why me, I would think that's a sort of very arrogant, sort of jumped up little question to ask as though I deserve not to suffer mm. somehow, but Richard, my friend, you can have it. You know? <laughs> um, and I think probably a lot of us think that sometimes. So that's amazing that you've turned it on its head. Well, I'm not sure that I would give any credit to myself for turning it on its head. It's just the fact that suffering is universal. Yeah. Um, and it's not just physical suffering. Mm. I mean, around this table, we've all got experiences of physical suffering, but the relational suffering is the real pain. Mm. You know, in the case of my wife's death, sh she was suffering physically through um, a dreadful illness, but also there was the relational loss that she was facing, but the relational dis mm. dislocation with all of the others. It's the relational suffering that's as hard to bear as the physical suffering yeah. often. I, I was at a funeral recently on the, and lis, uh, listened to a, a person's eulogy and this man had a very difficult life. And you could, you could look at his life and go, well, certainly, why did, why did all that happen to him? He was, had a severe disability through, and really didn't have a quality of life as what we looked from the outside mm. and spent mm. the last three years just bedridden. Mm. But in his uh, statement, uh, a eulogy, an obituary, he pointed out that it wasn't about me. I never, he never asked the why me question. He was very grateful for living and for being there and what he could mm. do. Mm. And his question, similar to yours, Noel, was, well, why not me? Mm. Um, mm. Um, I'm very, he was very happy and content mm. with his life. And I, I think it is true, isn't it, that people going through the midst of suffering mm. often ask very different questions than from those asked by people who are watching. Mm. Mm. So often people watching the suffering 
are asking questions about how can God allow this and is it fair and so forth. Mm. But often people in the middle of suffering are experiencing something very different and they're actually wanting a God to hang on to rather than a God to justify yeah, they themselves. They just want to know who's there with me. Yeah. Don't who's, who's there who's with, walking me? with me? Who's yes. walking with me? Yeah. And like this guy, reading his obituary, for him, God was with him the whole way through. And that's mm. what he believed in. And mm. it gave him the joy and hope to get through whatever he was facing in his life. So mm. um, I know that's been for me too, my faith in, uh, faith in Jesus and knowing that even when I can't, don't even know that he feel that he's there or believe that mm. he's there. He is there uh, mm. helping me and guiding me through those tough times. Yeah, about that perspective, isn't it? Mm. It is. It is. And sometimes the bad days actually help us. They give us a bit more of a, a different perspective, yes. don't they? <laughs> yeah. You can look back on that and say at least tomorrow won't be as bad as today. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to Messages of Hope. For more about where God is through painful times, go to messagesofhope.org.au. That's messagesofhope.org.au. I'm Richard Fox. I hope you can join me again next week for another Message of Hope. Real hope to cope with life's challenges.